Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. All right, well, we've been going after some stuff, and I don't know about you, but I'm not done. Hope you're not too, because honestly, we're just getting started, okay? We're, I'm not letting up. I want to I want to shift the gear of the spirit to the next gear and I want to I want to keep going I want to go stronger I want to push to new levels is anybody in with with me amen. amen I don't I don't mean to be awkward but is there any way to get that hollow echoey sound I don't know if I know you guys are trying to figure things out got a new speaker in here and figuring things out but all right well what I want to invite right now is for you again to stand up and we're going to take a moment and pray in the spirit. I, I, I took some time last week to try to distinguish uh, between the difference between uh, in the corporate setting praying in tongues versus prophesying to people in tongues because some people get weirded out if you do that and there's not interpretation. But the difference is that we're, when we're talking to God, I don't need to interpret for you, all right? It's a prayer. But when we're prophesying, we're speaking a message to the people if you, if you don't have the interpretation, then it's worth nothing to you because you don't understand how to put your amen on it. But right now, when, when we do this, usually I'm trying to get you to engage in praying in the spirit. This is between you and the Lord, but corporately, we're joining our spirits in one, in unity, and praying in the spirit. I want to take a moment. If you have a prayer language, I, w- I want you to pray it boldly. If you don't, I never want anybody to feel less than if you don't have one. Just let the Holy Spirit... Just give you words to, just, to, just to declare your desire for his presence in the room, okay? But let's just take a moment and pray in tongues or pray in the spirit. Out loud, boldly, strongly, out loud. And do it to get your spirit stirred up right now. Get your spirit flowing right now. In the upper room on the day of Pentecost, they all prayed in tongues when the Spirit came on them with tongues of fire. They're baptized in the Spirit. It was a corporate tongue prayer meeting without interpreters in the room. So it's legal, it's legal scripturally. We don't want, we don't want religion to hold us back.
Hey, Koda, one huge thing about praying in tongues is, is it helps you to get past your own flesh limitations. Just get that spirit stirring inside of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a, there's a verse in Isaiah that says that the anointing of the Lord breaks the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. It's a breaker anointing. When we're praying in the Spirit, let's partner with the anointing of the Lord that breaks every yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There have been things on some people's lives that have caused, that have been resistance on them or, or trials that they need breakthrough in. Some health issues, some spiritual warfare issues, some family dysfunction issues, just different things that people need breakthrough in. Let's just release the breaker anointing. The anointing of the, of the Lord breaks the yoke of bondage. I want you to envision the Spirit flowing with fire. It comes with tongues of fire. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Shift atmospheres. Lord, shift mindsets. Shift spiritual situations, Lord. Shift body health, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <clears throat> We're going to pray into a, a few specific things that I'm seeing needs for massive breakthrough in, in our church. And one of them is our dear sister, Laura Rippey. Her, Laura, her husband's name is Sheldon. Laura Rippey, she, she got COVID a couple of months ago, and her body has not recovered yet. Um, she doesn't have, I don't think the the contagion of it anymore, but her body has just got really worn down, and she's getting like two hours of sleep every night, and it's causing insomnia. I want us as a church to pray in the Spirit over Laura and just release breakthrough power onto her body to shift this thing in the name of Jesus. So as you're seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ, I want you to, by faith, to look in the Spirit at Laura Rippey, and I want you to release that power, the breakthrough power on her body in Jesus' name. Just pray in the Spirit. And if you don't have a language, just start, say, just part, start verbalizing your agreement for the Lord to bring healing to her. Shina mambrose barobo samboriatasi. Heroborabo satara namorra baste. Heromonen radida vasandarabobra stande. Hallelujah. We release healing and breakthrough on Laura Rippey's body right now in the name of Jesus to shift into place right now. I also want to bring attention to a, our sister who's sitting over here, Cheryl. Can you raise your hand? And I want to ask a few people, especially if you know her, to surround her. But as a church, we're going to pray in the spirit over her. Uh, just a few people gather around her and put your hands on her. She, she had two strokes in the last couple of months, 
and she's recovering pretty well, I think, but she still needs some breakthrough on that. So we're going to pray in the Spirit. Just pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit. If you don't have tongues, just verbalize your agreement with Jesus to release healing to her body. We cover her in the name of Jesus. Yeah, just point your hands towards her and release that power. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, release your healing power into her body. In Jesus' name, we just rebuke strokes. We rebuke whatever causes strokes. In Jesus' name, we rebuke all the after effects, and we command alignment. We command restoration and wholeness into your body right now. In Jesus' name. When you pray in the Spirit, envision with faith the, the power of the Holy Spirit flowing and the fire of God flowing through you. All right, I want to pray for another family in our church, the Cheney household, Lauren and Angel and their kids. Lauren's back there. I want to get a few people to surround him. They have been struggling in cycles on and off, on and off, on and off of sickness in their family, one thing after the next. And I want to see this thing get broken on the Cheney family in the name of Jesus. And if you're watching online, we release it to you guys. In Jesus' name, just pray in the Spirit. Release the breaker anointing on the Cheney household, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Breakthrough, breakthrough. Bring an end to this sickness in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Bring an end to all the sickness in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. <clears throat> we overcome Satan and all his weapons by the word of our testimony and the blood of Jesus. Breakthrough on their family, all of them, in the name of Jesus. Every single one, in Jesus' name, no more sickness. No more sickness, in Jesus' name. Lord, restore their bodies and heal them, Lord. Shift the atmosphere in their home, Lord. Shift the atmosphere. Lord, open the heavens upon them right now and let the blessings and the presence flow in, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, there's one more thing I want to go after right now. Um, and, and this one, I'm not going to point out any individuals, but I, I just know that there are probably some, uh, some families where you need breakthrough in relationships or just bondages or different things going on in the home. And, I, and we don't have to know, all right? The Holy Spirit knows, and that's why we pray in tongues sometimes. He knows. And I want us as a family to pray in the Spirit that just in agreement that God's going to bring breakthroughs in people's homes and their families in Jesus' name, that he'll shift mindsets. If there's any deception or there's any, any bondage or anything that's going on, that the Lord will come in with mighty power, mighty power in Jesus' name. And he'll, he'll open eyes. He'll take scales off. He'll set the shackles free. 
In Jesus' name, just pray in the Spirit. Lord, bring freedom and restoration and wholeness and order into the homes in alignment with heaven, Lord, in Jesus' name. In your spirit, if you know where you need this to aim, just in the spirit, just agree with that particular thing you need to break through. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you guys give God a shout of praise right now? Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, and all these things, let's just say yes and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Wow. How are you feeling right now? Are you feeling spiritually charged up? Come on. It's powerful. All right, you can be seated, but don't get disengaged by the Spirit. <laughs> wow. Tongues is a mighty weapon of war. Come on. Whew. Thank you, God. Wow. Praise you, Jesus. Whew. I thought I was going to preach on tongues one Sunday, and it's, I'm on my third Sunday now. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know that God was that serious about it, that he wants to keep us going after this, all right? But it's good. It's so important. I want to ask a question. Since we started this series two weeks ago, is there anybody who's received a prayer language for the first time? I want to see hands. I know for sure one, and, and, I, and also Allie, who's not in the room right now, his wife, also received their prayer language. Come on. Hallelujah. That's amazing. And his wife, if you didn't hear it last week, she actually, they were at home watching online because they were still in quarantine, and she got her prayer language while she was watching it online. That's amazing. Whew. All right, I want to ask another question. Last week, I shared a testimony of how... Uh, I, had a, I had a friend who challenged me to go into a prayer room and pray in tongues nonstop, no English, for one hour solid, praying in boldness and strength. And I shared with you guys how my flesh hated it for a while, but I got past that, and then the Spirit started flowing, and the anointing and the presence of God was so strong in the room, and I felt that rushing river of living water. You guys remember that? I want to, and, and then I posed a challenge to see if anybody might be led and willing to engage with one hour praying in tongues nonstop boldly. I just want to see hands if anybody took me up on it yet. Got one back there. Anybody else? Did you, did you feel the spirit of God? Come on. That's awesome. Nobody else took me up on the challenge. You did? You didn't go an hour. Went almost 40 minutes. Come on. That's amazing. Was it powerful? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So you just did it in faith. Come on. You got some new words? Come on. Praise God. 
Let's give them a hand for doing that. Yeah. Did anybody else do it? Maybe, maybe you didn't quite do an hour, but you, you did it too? Uh, about 40 minutes. Anybody else? You did it? I, I'm not, all right, I'm not, I'm not commanding that it had to be an hour. Did you do it long enough to at least get the experience of going past the flesh and in the spirit? Come on. All right. I, I, I again, will put the challenge out there. I'm, I'm not, like, making notes on you who did it, who didn't. But, but I, I want to put that challenge out there. It is powerful, and it's worth the while. You will, even if you don't have the experience you're looking for in the moment, you're sowing into the spirit towards a tipping point coming soon, right? So it's always going to be worth the investment. Amen? Come on. All right, I, I want to ask another question. How many of you can speak another language besides English or tongues? I want to see your hands. Another, come on. Wow, this is, this is good. We have several. That's great. Seth, you can? What? Spanish. All right. Awesome. That's good. So, so we all understand what language barriers can be like, right? Um, I want to tell you just a, a quick funny story. When David was a little baby uh, in Reading, Jessica and I went to have lunch with some friends who were moving away at an Indian restaurant um, in Reading, and I, I've been to India before, and I, I love going to Indian restaurants partially for the food and partially just reconnecting with the culture, right? And so, but, but the waitress that came over to our table um, was serving us, and I, I, sometimes I like to engage with people from other countries if I've had a connection with that country. And in, in Hindi, the main language in India, um, the way you say thank you is sukriya. And so she was serving us, and I looked at her, you know, trying to be the, the cultural gentleman that I am. <laughs> and I said, sukriya. And she looked at me like, and then she, like, weird, like, and then she smiled at me. And I was like, cool. I don't know what that, I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> but then she looked down at David sitting on my lap, and she leaned forward, and she said, hola. <laughs> hola <laughs> that's spanish all right it's not indian it's spanish hola so i was trying my hardest to connect with this person in indian and it went nowhere but then she says hola to my little boy that's pretty funny isn't it but that's like a that's like an attempt to speak another language that doesn't land right and and i i just um I have an old Facebook post from back in July 2012. I had to fetch it to, to remember the details on this. But if you've ever been to another country, um, you would know what it feels like to have a little bit of culture shock as you're shifting, especially if you're like me, you know, whitey America, right? Going to the other places that are amazing and, and just having to have this mental shift of, of uh, just acclimating to them, right? And so there's, there's a culture and a language adjustment that you have, to, you have to shift how to talk with people, too. And so in the summer of 2012, Jessica and I, before, before David was coming along, um, <coughs> we got to take a, a little second honeymoon to Cancun to an all-inclusive resort. God, let me do that again, please. That's good. <laughs> Lord. So as, as we're talking, 
Maybe like have the in-laws come in a different place and take the kids. <laughs> or just take the kids and not be there. That'd be great too. Either way. Either way, Lord. Bill and Vicky, either way, right? Anyway, I wanted, as we're coming back from that trip, we were there for almost a week. You know, it takes a little bit of acclimation to get there, but then you're like having the re-entry back to America. And this is hilarious. Jessica, I hope you'll think this is funny too. Um, I, I want to just tell you what I wrote. It, it has been fun to watch Jessica acclimate back to English-speaking America after returning from Mexico. Last night at Panda Express in the Denver airport, she was ordering in simple, slow English. Because that's, that's how we're used to trying to talk for a week, right? So I don't remember what she ordered, but something like, I order orange chicken. Because we're like still in that mindset, right? We're still, like there's just this mental shift. And she was still in Cancun. And she's talking to this person who's in Denver, <laughs> an American, all right? I order orange chicken. And, <laughs> and while she's talking like that, she suddenly remembered, I'm in America. She's like, oh, I don't have to talk like that anymore. It was so funny. And then um, today, the next, this is the next day when I'm writing this, I was explaining something to her. And she said, I am not comprehending what you're saying. <laughs> Because in Spanish, comprende means to understand. I'm not comprehending what you're saying. And I, I had a good, good giggle with her on that one. Uh, because she was, she was transitioning back into English by the way of Spanglish. So that was awesome. <clears throat> and and we, all, we all can do that. You know, it's, e- it's easy to, to have to readjust and stuff. And, and as a matter of fact... That Indian restaurant thing happened to me again just a couple of weeks ago in Richmond. I, I, I said, Sukriya, to the lady, and she's like. <laughs> she, she looked at me really weird. What are you saying? <laughs> One time I was on a missions trip in Japan, and I was, I was ministering at a little church. We were having a, a, a prayer meeting with their leadership team, I think, that on this day. And the Lord started giving uh, me and Jessica, words of knowledge for these people, for healings, and the Lord gave me a word of knowledge, um, and I, th- I, I might get these backwards because it's been a few years, but, uh, but I think it was a word of knowledge that God wanted to heal somebody's knee, all right, he wanted to heal somebody's knee, and so the interpreter is, is saying what I'm saying, and they're like, yes, yes, me, me, in, in, in Japanese though, right? And, and so they were all excited to receive their healing. So we pray and we release the healing in the name of Jesus. And then we have the person test it and they start moving around and everything's perfect. It, it totally got healed. And we're like, tell us what happened. And they explained it. And it was not the knee. It was the ankle. But the interpreter didn't get the English right. And they thought I said ankle and they misinterpreted what I said aimed it at the exact thing that God needed to heal. Isn't that crazy? So like the Holy Spirit had foresight of the mistake that the interpreter was going to make and gave the word that he knew was wrong, but that they would get it to aim it to the right place. And then the healing happened. Isn't that crazy? It's like, it's like he's, he's using the gifts of the Spirit, and then he's just bringing a lot of extra grace to it. To <laughs> it was so good. But it's, it's funny, and, and so like we in our humanity, 
We, we can really miss it sometimes in the, in the words and in the language category. But the Holy Spirit knows how to perfectly land things right where they need to be. Amen? He knows how to aim it exactly where it needs to go. And, you know, the, the beauty of tongues, of praying and speaking in tongues, is that it never misses the mark. Never misses the mark. There is never, it never gets human error interference. All right? The only human error interference the tongue can get is if you decide not to give the tongue. All right? That's the only way that we interfere with that. If you, if you, if you pray in a tongue, it's going to come forth perfectly and land right where it needs to go. Amen? In Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit broke out in the mightiest outpouring that this earth ever saw, but guess what? Is still pouring out. Hallelujah. It says that, it says that the wind came in so loud, and it, and it says that the Holy Spirit came, and there was, there was tongues of fire that, that came, and it sat upon every one of their heads, and they started praying in tongues. And it says, it says they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I preached on this for the last two weeks. I'm not going to hang out on that. I'm just going to say that when you pray in tongue, it's literally in real time. The Holy Spirit speaking, flowing through you right now. It's not they, pr- they spoke in tongues because the Holy Spirit gave them utterance, and he deposited something, separated himself, and let them do their thing. No, it's actually literally an encounter with Holy Spirit flowing through you. He's flowing right now. I can tap that river within me anytime I want. It's a literal manifestation of Holy Spirit coming forth. Come on. Isn't that awesome? So I've been excited to get to the next part of my notes, but I haven't been able to. But here we go. Romans 8, 26 through 27. Romans 8 is a power chapter. He says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Anybody thankful that God gives us grace in our weaknesses? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Everybody say, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Everybody say, the Spirit makes intercession for us. And then say, according to the will of God. So when the Holy Spirit prays, He is God and He's part of the Trinity. And so they're three separate people, but yet they're one. And so he always knows what's on the mind of God, and he knows exactly what to pray for. And in the book of 1 John says that we can know that when we pray according to God's will, he hears us, and he will do what we asked. And so if you know that you're praying God's will, and then you know that it's actually the Holy Spirit who never misses the mark, praying the perfect prayer. 
of God's will flowing through you. Your prayers in the Spirit are, are hitting the head, the, the bullseye. They're hitting the bullseye into the, into the will of God. Come on. I do want to say that that passage I just read is not confined to just praying in tongues, all right? Because it talks about the Spirit making intercessions with groanings that cannot be uttered. There's actually a level of praying from the Spirit that goes even beyond tongues, and there can come groanings that, that, are, that can be intercessory groanings that sometimes can be like travailing. It's like in the Spirit giving birth to things from heaven and to earth. All right, so there, there's a, that's another dimension, but yet, at the same time, everything I just read in Romans 8, 26 through 27 is 100% right on with praying in tongues. All right, so you would pray in the Spirit, and, and the Holy Spirit is, is given, He's empowering you in your human weakness. You don't know what to pray for as you ought, guess what? Pray in tongues, and you're going to pray the exact right thing. Okay, and so you're going to be praying through the Holy Spirit what's on God's mind, what's in his heart, and it's going to be according to God's will. It's going to be the perfect prayer. Come on, isn't that amazing? And one cool thing about tongues and, the, and even the, the gift of the interpretation of tongues is that they're gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit. So that means that demonic spirits cannot function in those giftings. And the good news with this is that when you pray in tongues, the devil doesn't understand one word you're saying. So you can be praying up and down and all around, and he, and he has no clue you're in stealth in the Holy Ghost. Isn't that awesome? Tongues is, is actually becoming a hot topic in the body of Christ again. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm starting to hear other people talking about it, and, and we, none of us know that each other's doing it except the Holy Spirit's leading this. It's a real thing, and God's trying to, he's trying to reawaken this gift in the body of Christ. We, we've been in seasons where, where we've focused in heavily on the gift of prophecy and on healings and miracles, and, and let's keep going after those. But, but if we do those things at the expense of not focusing on tongues, we're actually jipping ourselves of a powerful lifestyle. Because tongues, the more you pray in tongues, the more powerful your spirit man will get. All right? And Paul said, I thank God that I pray in tongues more than all y'all. Because he knows the difference that it makes in his life. I preached on this last week, 1 Corinthians 14. He says that praying in the Spirit edifies yourself. Amen? Come on. And so, and I want to just say that, that there, there is a lot of um, resistance from the demonic kingdom. And there's a lot of trials going on in people's lives. It's not just you, my friends. It's not just you. They're, they're, it's because the devil knows that he's in big trouble about what God's about to do. And if he can get anybody to buckle or to get your eyes off the prize and let go of your, of your persistent endurance to get that breakthrough, he'll do anything he can to try to get you to fall short of it before it comes. 
And so there's resistance. But when we can understand that, that this is actually a season when God's needing to, to make the body of Christ get more deep in the, in the spirit, deep rooted in the love of Christ and in the word of God and in the spirit. And, and that he's trying to reignite the gift of tongues in people because it's a powerful breaker anointing and intercessory tool. And we got to be praying people. We've got to be praying people. There's breakthroughs. I'm not content with settling with how things were before it started feeling like resistance came. It's all about getting to the next place way better than what you what your best has been yet. It's coming if you will persist and break through this thing. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So tongues are actually extremely important to God and to the body of Christ in this present season. I hope you guys understand the prophetic voice on this right now. It's a big deal. All right? <clears throat> I'm always in conflict with the clock. All right. Do you guys remember last week I was telling the testimony of that guy challenging me to go in the prayer closet, pray for an hour, and the encounter I had, and it, it gave me incredible breakthroughs in my spirit, man. I, I went to a whole other level on my walk with God. Like, I'm talking about in one night. It changed me. It didn't change me in the way where I'm like, I got a breakthrough, and now I can just rest in it, and, and I don't have to work for it anymore. I'm just going to float on a cloud in my new breakthrough. No, actually the breakthrough was I realized how powerful this thing is that I need to put myself into it. And it gave me a new fire to go after this thing. And I, and I learned in it that I can engage with God in a powerful way right now. I can, I can actually determine my own level of breakthrough by how much I'm willing to put myself into this. Okay. And I started pulling away anytime I could to go pray. A lot of times it was long tongue sessions. Sometimes it was worship and, and normal prayer. But I was getting new breakthroughs in the Lord. And I, and I would go hide out in the, in the laundry room if I, if I couldn't get to the prayer room and go pray in there. Sometimes I'd go find closets and lock myself in there until somebody else had the same idea and they tripped over my feet. And, and in that season, I, I was hanging out with my friend named David and a couple of their friends at, at somebody's house, and I had a crazy encounter with God that evening. I, I hope to tell you guys this sometime. I don't have time right now. But we all fell asleep watching a, a dumb movie, and God came in the room. It was crazy, not because of the dumb movie. <laughs> but afterwards, it was about probably about midnight, and my friend David was going to be driving me home. And, but but we, were, we were just basking in the remnant of the encounter that I had just had. And he felt God in the room at the same time. And so we actually pulled the car into a parking lot because we needed to just sit there and let God do more. And I, I started praying in tongues. And I was in the driver's seat. And it just so happened that we were sitting in the parking lot of a bar. All right? And, and uh, I'm pray I start praying in tongues, and we're feeling God's presence. 
I'm starting in this season to feel the anointing come on me stronger than I ever had. And, and sometimes I'd feel this, the anointing like gushing out of my hands, but it'd be like pulsating. like. And I thought I was the one who could feel that only. But David actually put his hand over my hand, and he felt that pulsating coming out into his hand too. He's like, dude, your anointing pulsates. It's like, whoa, this is crazy. <clears throat> I started praying in tongues. And, and uh, he started praying in tongues, but then he quit. And when he quit, I, I quit for a moment. He said, no, no, you keep praying in tongues right now because this is powerful. I was like, all right. Shunned. He was a mentor of mine, too, in the, in the gifts of spirit. And, and I, I do it for a moment, and then I quit. And he said, no, keep going, keep going. And, and I'd stop and say, no, keep going. I was like, why do you keep having me keep going? And he said, because the Holy Spirit unlocked my ears, and I hear everything you're praying in English right now. Like, it wasn't just he was, inter- like, interpreting, like I've known it. He literally heard it coming out in English. And he, start, he started repeating back to me everything that I was saying. And it was let me just say, it was way better prayers than I ever could come up with. <laughs> it, it was, it, it says in 1 Corinthians 14 that when we pray in tongues, we speak the mysteries to God. Imagine speaking mysteries to God. And he starts repeating back to me. I, I don't know, I don't remember everything he said. It's been a long time. But, but a few of the things that I remember, and, and as I was praying in tongues, I could feel the mood change in different times. It, I could tell there's different emphasis at different times, and so the tongue changed, and the way that I projected it changed accordingly. And the crazy thing was when he would tell me what he heard in English, the words matched the mood, all right? And there were times when I was worshiping the Lord, and man, I wish that I could have recorded that because we could have made some pretty amazing songs way better than I could make. It was crazy. And there was times when I, I was praying and with authority, and I was, like, I was just like doing this up into the sky, and I didn't know what was going on, but he started repeating what I was saying. And I was actually, I was actually prophesying that the Lord was coming in to bring judgment to principalities in that area and that the Lord was going to actually crush the spirit that was over that bar and in that region that, that impacted people that were going to that place. <laughs> it was crazy. And literally within a few months, that bar actually closed down. I think it actually burned down. I am not telling you to go do that. Seriously. Uh, and I'm also not saying that it's wise to go around and start trying to, trying to pick fights on demons and principalities. Do not do that unless the Holy Spirit has led you. And let me just say, I think you should probably assume he's probably not going to, like more than the, it becomes your new ministry. I'm, I, I got this new ministry, the, the, the anointing of casting down principalities and princes in the air, me to, against them. No, please don't do that. Because a lot of times we function, we, we want to call it um, Holy Spirit, and it's probably pure zeal, but it actually could be functioning from presumption. And I, if I'm moved in the Spirit to pick a fight on something that's way bigger than me, by presumption, I'm in trouble. 
I'm not saying that greater is he who's in you is not greater than he who's in the world. He is, but be led by him. That's all I'm saying. But the, I had to say that little disclaimer, all right? But, but it was powerful. The, it wasn't me choosing to pray that. I chose to pray in tongues. That's all. That was my part of it, all right? And, but the Holy Spirit is doing this, and I'm like, that's crazy. But then, then the mood changed, and, I start, and it, it got soft. I started praying in the Spirit, and I, felt, I, I actually felt like a lot of love pouring forth from me. And I felt his love, and I, I felt this intimate encounter with the Lord. And, and he's, he's repeating these things back, and I, I'm saying things that I wish, Lord, help me to know how to say these things to Jessica like this. You'd probably love it. I'm, I'm not this good on my own, but I, I was praying, I was like declaring something to Jesus, like I, I would climb the highest mountain that I could find if, if that's where I had to go to behold the Rose of Sharon. I, I would descend to the deepest valleys to encounter the Rose of Sharon. I was saying things, I didn't even ever pray about the Rose of Sharon, okay? But it, it's just crazy, and, and there's just this flow, and it was, it was so powerful. Isn't that cool? And the reason I'm telling that testimony is, is like, I don't know, you know, if God's going to start doing that often. I sure hope he does. Lord, do it. <laughs> if that's what you want. I, I want that. But the reason I'm doing it is to help us to, re- to reveal that, that you speak mysteries that are way more brilliant than your human mind could come up with. And the Holy Spirit, we pray as he gives us utterance, and, and he, he prays according to the will of God. He never misses the mark. And it's mysteries. Amen? I have a friend from Bethel named Chris Kildosher. And he's, a, he's an evangelist. And he walks in a crazy anointing. Like crazy, crazy anointing. And he's got, I mean, he, he has testimonies that could go in the books for sure. You, you know him, right, right Seth? Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I remembered a testimony of him uh, from years ago. He went to Israel with Joaquin Evans, uh, who used to be the leader of Healing Rooms, and, and they also were with, he- with Heidi Baker. And so they were there doing ministry, and there's this moment when, the, when he was moved by the Holy Spirit to start praying in tongues, He sent me a a voice memo yesterday to play for you. I want you guys to hear this, all right, because it's pretty crazy. And while we were praying, I ended up just kind of kneeling on the ground and I think laying down and praising the Lord and just being caught up in his presence. And I was speaking in new tongues, something that was familiar to me, something that I, I did regularly. Um, something that you can do by faith once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the power of God was real. A young woman came over and started speaking to me in what I found out to be Hebrew. I thought it was Hebrew because it sounded like Hebrew, and I was in Israel. And as she was speaking to me, I kind of came out of my experience, and I looked at her, and I said, I don't know what you're saying to me. She said, you're speaking perfect Hebrew. So, yeah, I feel the fear of the Lord. Praise be to God. I'm going to keep going. It's three separate. So there I am in Israel, and the glory of God's real, and that girl began to translate, not supernatural interpretation. She wasn't needing 
the ministry of the Spirit, she understood the language I was speaking. She translated word for word what I was saying for about 15 minutes. We recorded it. And some of the things that I was saying were, God, you are my king. I'm speaking Hebrew and in English, it's, the translation was, God, you are my king. You're the God of the living. You're enthroned in heaven. You sit with your messenger, Yeshua, Jesus, and you listen to him. You have a conversation together. Um, all sickness will be done away with, and then Jesus will return. Um, there were many other things that came out, um, but the power of God was real. And I want to pray for anybody that maybe you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you pray in tongues, but maybe you haven't. I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is just as much the baptizer in the Holy Spirit as he is the Savior and the healer. And then there's the last one. He kind of reiterated some of that, but added a little more detail. And when I was speaking with their tongues, the translator was translating what I was saying. Things that were coming out of my mouth were, God, you are my king. You're the God of the living. You're enthroned in heaven. Jesus is your messenger. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is sitting throne, and you have a conversation with him. You're going to come and give wisdom to the rabbis. You're going to come and give wisdom to the teachers. All sickness will be done away with, and then Jesus will return. Isn't that crazy? He had no clue. He had no clue that that was Hebrew, and it was, that was what was coming forth from him. It's wild. When you think about those stories, just know you're speaking mysteries. It's real. It is real. It's a miracle that you can do that. It's real. What are you saying when you're praying in the Spirit? It's more powerful than you know it is. Amen? All right. I need to get through some more of this. Give me a few more, little more, little more time. All right, uh, out of Jude chapter 3, it's a one-chapter book by the man named Jude. All right, starting with verse 3. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith. Everybody say, contend earnestly for the faith. Does that mean to just be passive Christians in your faith? No, contend earnestly for the faith. It's a new covenant statement, all right? Not an old covenant statement. All right, contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. The book of Jude goes on, and, and he starts like telling situations that's going on in the church of that time, and... <clears throat> And he's, he's, but he starts off by saying, contend, it's a warning to contend for the faith, all right? And, and you'd have to ask the reason, why would he say contend for the faith? But he goes on, all right? Because, because in that time, the, there's worldly corruption creeping into the church to pull people away from the faith. That doesn't sound very familiar. <laughs> there were warnings about turning Grace into license to sin, right? Deceptions from the spirit of the world that cause divisions and allow sin to come in. The warnings, there were warnings of what's called syncretism, which is the mixture of Christianity and other religions coming into one and saying, we'll, we'll just do it like whatever feels good, we'll do that, all right? And, and so that was rampant in the church then. 
and now. All right? And so even now we're seeing things happen in the modern church today that are very similar to what Jude was speaking to. There's secular humanism being woven into the teachings or the belief systems of the body of Christ, all right? There's ungodly movements of rebellion, hatred, and licentiousness of sin, all right? That's, that's, make, that's saying that things that are clear in the Bible are okay. They're just being misinterpreted, or you can just chuck that out and pick the ones that you like, all right? Remove, there, there's the movement that's trying, trying to remove hell, and sin from the Christian belief system. Picking and choosing from the Bible what they want to believe. Creating God in their own image. And there's, a, there's actually a movement of people exiting the church like never before right now. And the Bible actually warns us of a day that will come when there will be the great falling away. All right? So Jude is writing this in context of things that's going on in the church that look very similar to 2022, okay? And so I want to remind us again, he said, I find it necessary. Not this, I have this casual thought that maybe you might want to contend for your faith. No, I, I found it necessary to write to you, not just encouraging, exhorting you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith that the devil is trying to find ways to subconsciously weave things in to, to just slowly try to get you loosened up until he can get you off course, all right? Contend earnestly for the faith. He spells all this out, and then he gets to our power verse, verse 20, and he says, but you, beloved, everybody say, I'm his beloved. Come on, so he's talking to you. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Build yourself up on your most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. Keep yourselves. That word keep means to keep, but it also means to guard and protect. Okay? Keep yourselves, protect yourselves in the love of God. Come on, which is really what it's all about. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus unto eternal life. But he, he's given, he gave all that warning and then he says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> praying in the Spirit is powerful and it makes your spirit man get stronger in your faith. You guys hear me? Don't poop out on me. I see the clock. I'm trying to get this thing shifted into the next gear, so please, let's shift it together, all right? But why, why would he be telling them to pray in, their, in the Spirit, to build themselves up in the faith, except that it started with the warning to contend earnestly for the faith so that you can be protected and grounded in Christ and unwavering when all the other things want to try to come and move you. 
and to make you waver and shake or buckle at the knee. When, when the pressures of the enemy in this world are trying to do everything it can to crush the church and Christianity and, and to break the power of Christ within you, in your own life, doing anything it can. And we are susceptible to, to, the, to the influences of either realm. And so we have to do what we can to protect ourselves from being influenced by that spirit. How do we do it? Well, we've got to keep ourselves. We've got to guard our and protect our relationship with the love of God. And part of that comes by praying in tongues, keeping you grounded in the, in the faith, the most holy faith. It's really important. <laughs> Are you guys okay? It's really, really important. Okay? That same guy, Chris Koldosher, um, we're, a, few, a couple weeks ago we were talking, and we, we both have a friend who was a, a powerful revivalist from Bethel, uh, one of our peers, who we recently learned has actually... Um, left her faith and it, it crushed us both to see that and and Chris was talking to me and it was before I was really dove into that verse I just read you but he was saying he said did you do you remember ever hearing her pray strong in the in the spirit in tongues I thought that's an odd question and he's, he just was explaining that there's something about praying in tongues that actually helps you stay the course and not become deceived. <laughs> now I see that's in Jude. Amen? Come on. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get through a few things. I'm still wondering if this is about to turn into a fourth one, guys, because you're trying to get the Shonies. Joking. I know you guys don't like Shonies because you're smart. There's a connection with tongues with the fire of God, all right? It came by tongues of fire, okay? And, and in 2 Timothy 1.6, it says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And the, even though that's not necessarily honing in on tongues, I believe that tongues, because it is connected with the fire of God, you can pray in tongues and it will help fan the flame on the gift that God's put within you. Roaring fires. I, I, I want to I be people who are, who are roaring fires. Come on. Amen? <clears throat> Jesus, help us. I'm help, I, need my, I need his help on me. I've got to wrap this up. I, I want to... You see me laughing up here because I'm trying to determine if I'm just going to cut this off or if I'm going to do more next week. Is this helping you guys? Yes. That's the most important thing I need to know. Yes. This is helping you? Yes. Is, it, is, it, is it helping get you more hope and and more excitement for the lord yes. is it helping strengthen your faith yes. all right well that was enough for me to know 
that we got to stay on this just a little longer. Yeah.